Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call-in talk radio show. My name is Peter Spezia, and today is May 12th, 2019. This is the 67th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, the return of Final Fantasy VII Remake and a proposed U.S. loot box ban bill in our headline roundup. Our main topic is early E3 2019 predictions for Microsoft. And then we will get to your calls if you're tuning in live on Discord. Wishing a happy Mother's Day to everyone out there, those that it applies. Say a happy Mother's Day to your mother if you're in the United States. I know it was a couple months back if it was in England, but here in the United States, it certainly applies today. Another busy Sunday, certainly, but I hope you've been having a great week in games. Uh, I got to make more progress in the Resident Evil 2 remake from earlier this year. I uh, was really close to beating Leon's A story last time, uh, last episode. Beat that, went on to Claire A, and then beat that. And it probably sounds like I should have done either the probably Claire B in that case, but uh, maybe, maybe I'll get back to that. But I mean, at least now I've seen the A pass for both kind of flesh out uh, both sides of that story. So that's certainly good to see. Uh, also played Monster Prom last night. That was a good time with friends, especially on Discord. You know, have a voice chat, you know, kind of coordinate that way. Maybe do some voice acting with all the different characters. Certainly a fun time. So enjoyed that. And that'll be relevant later in the episode for the games that were announced uh, this past week. But as far as other pop culture goes, went and saw Detective Pikachu. That was a lot of fun as someone who was disappointed by the narrative of the game from last year and how it felt really just half-baked and they left a cliffhanger for a sequel. It was really nice to see the film fully flesh that out. Really took the foundations of that game story and kind of complete it. It was, I had a good time. I really enjoyed that. Tonight, though, is Game of Thrones, uh, the penultimate episode, second to last episode, uh, big battle at King's Landing there. So that should be enjoyable. So a big time here in the spring and we're less than a month from E3 2019, so we'll continue our main topic about speculation for that, talking about what could happen at the Microsoft conference. Uh, That's going to be an exciting time, certainly. But let's get into the headlines from the past week in the game industry with our headline roundup. PlayStation produced another State of Play video direct event. This one was 10 minutes long, which, yeah, it wasn't that long. It was really quick and short and to the point. Could have been several blog posts, I guess, but... You know, it's nice to see these kind of direct presentations come from these uh, console manufacturers, especially. So to run through the highlights, they started with Monster Hunter World Iceborne. This is the big DLC expansion for Monster Hunter World coming September 6th is the big news there. So release date on that. Medieval, the remake from that original PlayStation Classic, confirmed for October 25th at $30. Pretty decent price point or maybe the frame rate that they're aiming to reach with gameplay, because that still looked a little bit rough. Riverbond is an indie crossover dungeon crawler that's coming in summer 2019. You also have Away, the survival series, which is like a nature documentary-inspired sort of game where you play as a sugar glider and your, your overall struggle to survive. That's apparently coming soon. Predator Hunting Grounds is going to be an asynchronous multiplayer game. It seemed very inspired by Evolve, which is an odd 
game to take inspiration from, especially what, that was 2014 or whatever when that came out and it wasn't that successful, but you know, the group trying to hunt the predator, the predator trying to hunt the group, that sort of thing. That's coming in 2020 and it's from Sony Worldwide Studios, so that very well may be exclusive there. And then ending things off with Final Fantasy VII Remake, a new look at it, uh, looking really pretty impressive. Uh, a lot of people mixed on, of course, you know, seeing once again the Final Fantasy XV-like Kingdom Hearts 3-like gameplay. Uh, I'm down with that. Certainly it's a way to kind of modernize that gameplay, but I'm sure some people will miss the turn-based combat. Uh, but the big thing is that more information is coming at E3, so that is likely the reason, I'm sure it's the reason, why Square Enix has a conference again this year trying to take that old Sony slot. They'll have more to show on FF7 Remake. Over in Japan, Square Enix confirmed that it will again, really, they're, they're having it be an episodic release. So I think the big question is, do they have the first episode come out later this year, like November-ish? Will it be when the party leaves Midgar? Will that be the cutoff point? It's, it's hard to say, but I guess we'll see more at E3. Sony also dropped hardware news in the form of a Steel Grey Limited Edition Days of Play PlayStation 4, I, I mean, okay, sure, but more hardware news was announced before the State of Play Direct with two new PlayStation VR bundles, uh, one coming May 28th, which is the launch day of Blood and Truth, so it includes that game, and then also Everybody's Golf VR. Uh, that will be for the 349 price point, where it includes the camera and two move controllers. The lower-priced bundle comes out on May 31st, uh, which is the launch date of Trover Saves the Universe, the Justin Roiland-created game, and Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted. So this is the one without the move controllers and those components, and so $2.99 for that price point. So a good week for PlayStation news overall. So throwing politics a bit into the mix, a bill has been introduced in the United States Senate that would essentially be a loot box ban bill if it eventually made its way and passed into law. Uh, reading from the Kotaku article here, Senator Josh Hawley, the Republican from Missouri, today announced a bill that would ban loot boxes and pay-to-win microtransactions in, quote, games played by minors, a broad label that the senator says will include both games designed for kids under 18 and games, quote, whose developers knowingly allow minor players to engage in microtransactions. Holly is calling this bill the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. To quote from the press release, when a game is designed for kids, game developers shouldn't be allowed to monetize addiction. And when kids play games designed for adults, they should be walled off from compulsive microtransactions. Game developers who knowingly exploit children should face legal consequences. It's odd to say with uh, my political views, so to come from a Republican, a lot of people are surprised that this kind of bill is coming from that side of the Senate, certainly. Uh, but I, I kind of say I have to, to agree with him in a way. Uh, there needs to be at least, I think, some form of regulation so that kids can't freely you know, be taken advantage of like this. Or at least games have to be you know, not so dependent on those profits and find ways to kind of control uh, the overall messaging and availability of those microtransactions. I don't think I have a problem with the microtransactions necessarily existing, but they make it so easy for kids to really be uh, taken advantage of in this kind of way. So 
I mean, we'll see what happens. This is just a Senate bill being introduced. And for those that aren't aware of U.S. politics, uh, the bill has to be brought up to a Senate vote. It has to pass the Senate, has to go over to the House, the other chamber of U.S. Congress, pass the House, which is Democrat-controlled right now. Uh, and so once it passes both, it goes to the president to be signed, or he can veto it. So still has a long way to go. But it's interesting to know that this is really at the first sign of U.S., politics, U.S. law trying to encroach and start looking at the uh, the whole microtransaction and loot box uh, problem that we've seen presented from other countries. So uh, just kind of keep an eye on this one. We'll see how it develops over time. EA Access is coming to PlayStation 4. It'll be available in July after a rather long period of Xbox One exclusivity here. Uh, basically making this platform of EA games available online for subscription at $5 a month or $30 a year. Uh, it's more than 50 games, and I think if you're really a big player of the EA Sports titles, that's probably the biggest deal on its face. I mean, for all those games to come out and you say for 5 bucks a month you can play all of them, uh, that's certainly uh, very enticing. Now, EA Access on the console front, on Xbox One, I've had some experience with it, uh, specifically when Mass Effect Andromeda was coming around in March of 2017. And so EA Access often has these early release, you know, several days in advance, 10-hour demos. And then the progress you make in that demo carries over to the final game. Now, this is different than Origin Access Premiere, which they announced last year at E3. But it's where the full game is available, you know, about a week or so ahead of time. We saw this last with Anthem earlier this year, if you remember. But this is only on PC. So, interesting that this is coming to PlayStation 4, honestly, because back in July of 2014, Sony said, quote, We don't think asking our fans to pay an additional $5 a month for this EA-specific program represents good value to the PlayStation gamer. So, now game services and game subscriptions are becoming more and more common as opposed to back in 2014, so we're seeing PlayStation relent on this. Just certainly interesting there. The E3 2019 schedule appears to be all set, so keep in mind that this is the weekend of Saturday, June 8th, Sunday the 9th, Monday, June 10th, and Tuesday, June 11th. So let's kind of run down the days really quickly on, on where we stand as far as all times for this being Eastern time. So if you're in Pacific, that's three hours back. If you're in England, uh, that might be five hours. You know, Central Europe, Germany-ish, that's six ahead. So just keep that in mind. So for Eastern Time, on Saturday, EA Play begins. And so EA doesn't have a conference this year. It'll just be, you know, their big event for fans to come out and play EA games. But why is it relevant? Well, you'll probably be expecting to see certain EA game titles. are supposed to be a Need for Speed uh, for the end of this year, so they'll do some promotion on that. I think Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is going to be really the big one this year, finally seeing gameplay, so kind of look around that time. Saturday is the start of EA Play. Then, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, the Super Smash Bros. World Championship takes place for Nintendo. The Splatoon 2 uh, World Championship takes place a few hours earlier, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, but I think a lot of people listening to this would be interested in watching the Smash Bros. World Championship with the big question of with Smash Brothers DLC news, do they show anything at the World Championships or do they save it all for the Nintendo Direct? Just something to keep in mind. Uh, on Sunday, so here's a few here. 
at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, it's Microsoft. We'll talk about what to expect from that soon in our main topic here. Bethesda is at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and then Devolver at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Monday's kind of a big day, back to back to back, with a couple new faces trying their hands at a uh, sort of press conference-like sort of function. Upload VR begins at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, followed by PC Gaming at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, the good old PC Gaming show. Limited Run with their own show at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Then it's Ubisoft, really one of the first big ones for Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Kind of Funny Games Showcase. They have more than 60 indie games that they'll have their own really tight direct format. That begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Square Enix will conclude the Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Lots of things to talk about there, I'm sure. At least Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then on Tuesday, as usual, uh, it was Nintendo confirming their E3 plans this week. Nintendo Direct at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, just like it usually always is. Game and release date announcements from the past week. Devil May Cry comes to Nintendo Switch in summer 2019. Certainly a surprising announcement to come there. Uh, is it not just the HD collection? Why is it just Devil May Cry, the first one? Are they going to space them out as digital-only releases? What's going on here? But... Hey, you know, Capcom supporting the Switch more? I'm totally okay with that. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We talked about the Tom Clancy game being announced on May 9th, and that's what this was. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, a sequel to Wildlands coming October 4th to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You are the hunted on this island as uh, these sort of rogue ghosts, um, you know, kind of led by John Bernthal there. So the Punisher getting in on Ghost Recon. Uh, interesting to see, certainly for an antagonist there. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3, confirmed to come to PlayStation 4 in fall of 2019. John Wick Hex is a game from Mike Bithell. Uh, the release date is still to be determined. It may be coming soon, but it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC. For a John Wick game, not an action game, more of a strategy game. So that should be interesting to see. It looks like a really cool style. Mike Bithell does great work. And then I mentioned Monster Prom at the beginning of the episode, something I played. Well, Monster Prom 2 announced a Kickstarter that's already in progress. They're aiming for a delivery of October 2020 for the game, currently confirmed only for PC, but that could certainly expand from there. Uh, so go check that out, uh, Monster Prom 2. So we'll see if they stick to that date, but it's already wildly successful for a Kickstarter, well above their goal, and it can only grow from there. Let's get to our main topic, though, and talk about early Microsoft E3 2019 predictions. Last week, we talked about Nintendo. I think this is now Microsoft's turn because Microsoft probably has one of the biggest conferences where all eyes will be on at E3, right? Uh, you know, with Sony not being there, Microsoft has to step up, show some of their games. But really, this will be where if a third party wants to get on a big stage at E3, it's going to be during this show. Uh, probably another at least hour and a half, maybe two hour beefy conference coming our way. Again, it'll be 4 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. That'll be June 9th. So I'm going to break these down kind of like with the Nintendo episode last week, where kind of most likely to least likely, and we're going to break them into three chunks of locks, chances, and bold predictions. So lock, chance, bold. Let's start with the locks, of course. I think we have to expect Gears 5. Gears of War 5 has to be their big game. 
this holiday, uh, whether it's, you know, Kate leading the campaign as, as the protagonist, this has to be their big one. And so this is the one I would expect to see the most. Uh, show us more of the campaign, walk through a little bit with a demo. Uh, I would expect to see a, a big you know, chunk of the campaign, a big chunk of the press conference, rather, uh, sort of focusing on Gears of War 5. Also, like I just said, you know, it's going to be a third-party showcase. I would keep your eye on Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has some interesting cards to possibly play uh, on, on this E3. And so next week, I think we'll probably talk about third-party predictions in this sort of style. But just to kind of tease out why Warner Brothers is so interesting, if it's anything like uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Warner Brothers will handle at least the U.S. publishing of CD Projekt Red games. So what's happening with Cyberpunk 2077? What's happening with the Batman series? Are we going to see Rocksteady or WB Montreal? What's happening with that Harry Potter game that leaked at the beginning of the year? So I think if WB has any big games to show, since obviously they don't have a show of their own, it'll happen here at Microsoft. Uh, but any other third party that wants to make a splash, it'll be at this show. We should expect to see The Outer Wilds, uh, the game that you know is kind of Fallout New Vegas inspired uh, by Obsidian, which is now a Microsoft-owned studio. Now, The Outer Wilds, again, it falls out of the first-party ownership because it was started at least before the purchase or something like that. But I believe we've been told that The Outer Wilds will be shown at Microsoft's conference, and so that should be exciting. I would highly expect to see Ori and the Will of the Wisps there. We need more news on the Ori sequel. Is it coming this year? I really expect we'll see that. And show it a new trailer, give us a date, book it. And I think we got to see, you know, talk of beta rollout or at least an official name for Project xCloud. You know, Google may have a presence at E3. We're supposed to hear more news on Stadia coming this summer, but Microsoft wants to make a big splash on the cloud game streaming service. And they've been talking about xCloud for a while. They've talked it up in the Inside Xbox show that they had uh, about a month ago. So I expect a name at this show and maybe they'll talk about rolling out a closed beta to certain insiders and then a public beta at the end of this year and certain steps like that but let's at least get a name like you know, a microsoft xbox name for project x cloud so i think those are the locks gears 5 a third party showcase the outer wilds orion the will of the wisps and project x cloud now we get into the kind of the more chance range so I think it's a chance, but a likely one, that we could see another update on Halo Infinite. At the very least, talk about the Halo franchise and more of a detailed rollout on how the games will be rolled out on PC. Because that was new several months ago, but how is that coming? How is that coming along? When is Halo Reach going to be first available on PC to everyone? Because they start from there and then kind of roll it out. So at least something Halo related. I mean, a tease on Infinite would be great, especially even if it's coming next generation. I think we're due for a Forza announcement if they want to keep that trend. I think we're due for Forza Motorsport 8 if you know we're kind of going on that track because Horizon 4 was last year. Uh, but I put it in the chance category because it's like, do you need another one this year? Like, What updates could you really add to the motorsport simulation part of the track? So, you know, so to speak, but Forza probably a pretty high chance here. I also think a high chance is a tease of Scarlet and Scarlet being the next generation Xbox with the code words Lockhart and Anaconda, the, the two skew, the, the Microsoft rumors that have been building for months now, 
they've, they've always said, you know, we'll hear the first little tease of it at E3, probably in a very similar Project Scorpio way, like Xbox One X was talked about. I mean, it's not going to come out until probably end of next year, I would imagine. But do we get a little tease of what the future holds? I, I'd say put that in a chance category. Same thing with the, the Cuphead DLC. Uh, again, it's another one of those announcements. You know, Cuphead, you know, come to Switch uh, recently with that partnership. But Xbox is where it kind of made its home first. And, you know, that DLC... Uh, with Miss Chalices should be coming in 2019. So put that in a chance as well. Other games that could be in that chance category, I mean, maybe like Minecraft Dungeons is something they've been talking about for a while, especially as the 10-year anniversary of Minecraft rolls around and they're talking about little updates over the next 10 days. Maybe we'll even hear about that before E3. Or what's happening with Age of Empires 4. I mean, things like that we don't usually think about could slide in there. And for a kind of a low chance, Battletoads was supposed to be 2019. Do we see anything about Battletoads? So for that chance category, Halo Infinite, or at least a Halo PC rollout, Forza, is it Motorsport 8? Tease of Scarlet, Cuphead DLC, Minecraft Dungeons, Age of Empires 4, and Battletoads could kind of fall in that chance category for me. Microsoft could be very bold though. They know all eyes are on them, but as far as bolder predictions, you could make some big news when it comes to bringing Xbox services over to PC. Whether it's Game Pass, I mean, could you imagine Xbox Game Pass now on PC? Played that Xbox game library on your PC? Even Xbox 360 backwards compatibility on your PC? I mean, these would be bold moves. But as we're seeing Microsoft start to blend the Xbox and PC together, uh, would not be surprising to see those services merge, but it would be a bold announcement. Certainly. Just like what is Playground up to? You know, usually the Horizon developers, there's always been rumors that they're making the next Fable. Does Fable appear at the Microsoft conference? Are they also making any more studio acquisitions? I think they're in a pretty good place right now. These studios just need to deliver the games, but they could always make a splash and maybe land a couple more. Who knows? Those first party games now, how many of them are being saved for next gen? Are we kind of in that in between generation lull. I mean, a studio like Ninja Theory. Do we see the first tease of Ninja Theory's new game or is that being saved for a Scarlet, whatever the next Xbox is called, reveal? And then finally, I think the big one is, are there any Nintendo partnerships that will be highlighted? I still think we're a year away from that. That's why I kind of put it at the lowest possible, you know, bold uh, sort of announcement, you know, least likely to happen. But it's a possibility that's out there and one that should be mentioned. And if any Smash Brothers DLC comes around from Microsoft, I mean, that would be certainly interesting to see. So for the bolds, uh, you know, services coming to PC, whether it's Game Pass or Xbox 360 backwards compatibility, a new Fable, any more studio acquisitions, those first party games, are we seeing them saved for next gen? And then is there any Nintendo partnership involved? So a lot could be announced uh, at Microsoft's show. And I think really, They'll talk about their own stuff, of course. But really, the interest is the third parties, and that's such a wild card. But it really does present the interesting uh, promise. I mean, what did you expect last year? That Sekiro Shadows Die Twice would be shown first at Microsoft's conference? That we'd see Devil May Cry 5 at Microsoft's conference? I mean, things like this. I mean, we'll see, and we'll talk about third parties next week. So stay tuned for that. 
So that is what I have to say on this topic. This is usually the part of the show where we pass it over to you, the callers. And so if you're listening over at rhymesathasia.com slash call every Sunday, I make myself available to talk about games with you and hand the power of the show over to you and give you the opportunity to be on a game podcast and talk about whatever you'd like. It could be about the main topic, could be about headlines. It could even be about what you're playing recently. It really opens it up to you. So just keep that in mind again, rhymesathasia.com slash call for the Discord channel. Let's wrap things up and talk about the games that are coming out this week. Rage 2 comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Tuesday, May 14th. Well, that one kind of snuck up on us. I mean, from last year's Walmart Canada leak all the way out to release now. If you're a big fan of Doom 2016, uh, check out, of course, the next episode of Original Sound Chat. I'm talking about that game and its soundtrack, but that's id coming back with Rage 2 here, more of an open world sort of setting. Should be very exciting there. A Plague Tale Innocence comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Tuesday, May 14th. Sniper Elite V2 Remastered comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC also on Tuesday, May 14th. And then Darkwood is that uh, survival horror game that kind of got announced last week, the top-down Silent Hill-looking one, uh, spread out throughout this week. So May 14th on PS4, Thursday, May 16th on Switch, and Friday, May 17th on Xbox One. Castlevania Anniversary Collection comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. A whole multitude of Castlevania games on Thursday, May 16th. And Bubsy Paws on Fire comes to PS4 and PC on Thursday, May 16th. The Switch version just got announced that it's been delayed to summer 2019. So, Bubsy, you know, another game in that story. Very interesting. Well, that will do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I'm at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at PowerSwitchPod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to The Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. Most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you'd like a YouTube video to watch, I've been checking out the Critical Close-Up series from Super Bunny Hop. And if you've never heard of Super Bunny Hop, I think you have some a whole channel of watching to, uh, to really get to. I've just been digging in more on Metal Gear Solid 2, really been enjoying watching YouTube videos on that and kind of breaking it down and studying it and the history and all that. But Super Bunny Hop does a great job with those. Uh, but honestly, his whole Metal Gear Solid critical close-up series, I mean, that would be a really good watch. And that's what I've been really digging into. So I'll have a video link in the show notes. Make sure to check that out. So as we approach E3 in the coming weeks here, I think more and more studios, more and more companies are going to make their announcements ahead of time. And we should be Excited to see what develops over the coming weeks, so it'll be an exciting time in the game industry. Hope you continue to play great games, and I would love to hear more from you about all of that in the coming weeks on the Power Switch here. So please stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops, and regardless, whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spezia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on. <laughs>